Hey, welcome to Recharting Your Life with Hope. I'm Hope Cook, creator and host. If you feel stuck, restless, overwhelmed, or dissatisfied with your current life, despite your life looking pretty good on paper, or at least on social media, I can totally relate. Together, we'll figure out how to take the next right step. I'll interview women who are a little farther along on the path and get tips and ideas from them. I definitely don't have it figured out, so I'll share the ups and downs of my own journey with you. Let's get started because life is too short to waste in autopilot. If you want to be the best possible version of you, you're in the right place. Hey y'all, today is my birthday. Yay! 43 years! I'm not even sad about it. I'm a, I'm happy. I've lived 43 years. I hope I'm less than halfway done with my years. My grandma lived to be 104, so I hope I have at least another 43 years. So what I wanted to tell y'all today is that some of you I've heard are at the very beginning of your journey. You don't even know you're on a journey. You're just at the point where you're really kind of down in the dumps, you feel stuck, you're kind of in a rut, maybe. Maybe people say, how are you doing? And you're like, I'm okay. But you're really not okay. You're really thinking, like, what am I doing? Is this all that I'm here for? I should be more grateful. I should um, should count my blessings. I have so many things going right. But you just don't feel like you're where you're supposed to be. So if you're there, I wanted to give you some tips. The first part is just when you kind of begin to wake up. So if you think about now versus maybe like five years ago, you were probably very content and you didn't even realize you wanted anything different than you had. Um, that's It's hard to explain if you haven't been there. But when I was there, I, I remember people would ask me how things were going and I would say fine. And I really meant fine. Everything was going fine. Um, And, you know, you get so busy with life, with work, with having kids, if you have kids, um, and just, just doing life. And then at some point, you kind of slow down enough, you open your eyes, and you just start looking around and wondering what else is there. Maybe some people may call this like a midlife crisis. I call it waking up. And so you become aware that there's a part of you that longs for more. And I describe it as like a pull or a tug, a nudge. You may start wanting to do different things. You may have, um, you know, new interest. The friends that you've been friends with forever, maybe you start thinking, I don't know if I have much in common with these people. Um, The first time I realized that life was short and I'd better not spend it just going through the motions, I think I was about 37. I had been feeling very unsettled. At the time, I liked my job. I had friends. I have a husband, had a husband, still do, and two cute kids. So I was like, what is wrong with me? That's what I kept thinking over and over. And I was like, maybe I'm depressed. Maybe I should see a therapist. I ended up seeing like two different therapists. 
I couldn't even explain to my husband what I was feeling. It was just like waking up and not knowing what I was supposed to do. Feeling like I was supposed to be on a mission, that I was supposed to have a purpose, but I didn't really know what that was. So I was not like, I want to go back to school or I want to quit my job or I want to divorce. It wasn't like that. It was just discontent or a sense of dis-ease or restlessness. And then I read a book. It was Sue Mock Kid, and it's called Where the Heart Is. It was amazing, y'all. I felt like she was speaking directly to me. Same thing with Martha Beck. I read her book, Finding Your North Star. And I'd felt so lost, and I just really happened to pick up this book. I I think now it was meant to be, but I was at my sister-in-law's house, and she had this book on her shelf, and I was watching her kids, and I read the entire book in about three hours. Did not pay one lick of attention to her children, but I read that book, and I asked her if I could borrow it, and she's like, I don't know where that book came from. I don't think it's mine, which is even more of, you know, a coincidence. (laughs) So... I devoured books like that. They were speaking directly to me. I kind of looked around, asked myself if I was really happy with how things were going. And I wasn't, um, I mean, I wasn't unhappy, but I wasn't like, like completely content with my job. So I kept imagining like an invisible cord connected to my chest, like tugging me into the unknown. I was anxious, scared. I'd have dreams. I had this recurrent dream about being um, on a big international trip, but something would go wrong every time I had this dream. And I'd have it about once a month. So sometimes I would forget my passport. I would forget my luggage. I'd miss my flight. Or I was looking frantically for the gate, but I couldn't find the correct gate. The dream was foreshadowing upcoming changes, I think. I'll tell y'all later in another episode about um, the job burnout I experienced and how I switched jobs. But I wanted to reassure all of you who are feeling like restlessness and kind of a tug. This is totally normal. I think it's God. You can call it the universe or your inner self or your soul, but it's sort of waking you up. So you're not going to change if you don't feel a little bit of this dis-ease. So I want you to welcome it into your life. It's trying to tell you something and you won't figure that out for a while. So don't be too hard on yourself for not knowing what it means. You have to do the work. So here are some things that I found useful. The first one was you have to get quiet. Um, Nobody's going to be whispering in your ear if you've got ear pods in there. You know, so if you're going on every walk and every free minute, you're listening to podcasts or yakking on the phone or listening to music, you just you're not getting quiet. That does not count as quiet. So you really have to sit. My mom calls it prayer. I sit in meditation. And really, that's just you sit there and you watch your thoughts or you watch your breath and try to do it like five minutes a day. Um, You're going to feel things, but I call it bubble up to the surface. So you may see somebody's face like you'll just they'll pop into your head and you'll think I should call that person. Or you may have like an answer to a problem you've been gnawing on. So I strongly encourage you to get quiet every day. The second thing is 
you may want to start journaling. If you're not a writer, don't don't worry. I mean, you don't have to be a writer. Nobody ever has to see this. You can even keep an online journal. I opened a private um or I opened a WordPress site, the free kind, and I set the settings to private so nobody can see it. And I just write stream of consciousness style every day. That's kind of like my diary. And it helps so much. So you'll look back. I interviewed a a lady, Michelle Rado, a friend, and she talks about how her mind or her subconscious knew what her next step needed to be before she was ready to admit it by about five years. So she can look back in her journal and the things she wrote, it's like she knew it, but at the time she didn't know it. You can't see the forest for the trees. Um, The other thing is ask your friends what you're best known for or what your best traits are or what they would come to you for advice for. So my other friend, Andrea, she talks about this when I interview her about how she went to her friends and said, what do y'all think, what do y'all think I'm good at doing? And they told her and she followed that. The next thing is follow your curiosity. So when I interviewed Amy Jones, she talked about how she watched those two documentaries, those food documentaries. And she just became obsessed. Like it piqued her curiosity like nothing else. And she had no idea if she could like make a living doing something related to healthy eating. But she followed her curiosity and just started looking at more and more stuff similar to those documentaries, reading books and podcasts and all kind of stuff. And she was enthusiastic about it. So pay attention to what you're enthusiastic about. If somebody ever says, Wow, you really get excited about that. That is a big clue. I don't think I've published Amy's um, interview yet. That'll be next week. The next thing is don't worry about the big picture right now. For now, just take baby steps. Um, Sorry, I got distracted. Take tiny little steps. So if there's somebody that you kind of envy, like you're like, oh, I would love to be doing that, or I don't see how she does that, reach out to that person. It is so scary. But if you will just reach out, people are flattered when you ask them about themselves. So just reach out, say, can I pick your brain? Can I take you to coffee or for a glass of wine or something? During COVID, that may be hard, but So pay attention to who you're jealous of or who you're curious about. When you open yourself up to possibility, you'll see synchronicities start to happen right and left. I am not kidding. Like it will blow your mind. There's a book called, I think it's The Power of Coincidence, and it is shocking. Like once you read that, you'll start looking for these coincidences everywhere. Next is to keep your vibes up. So I I did a post, I think it was episode three about this. And um, your energy is everything. So watch how you interact with people. Watch who you share your thoughts with. Um, Watch what your thoughts are. So you're not going to change your your actions unless you change your thoughts. And you have to be aware of your thoughts. Let's see, where was I going with that? Oh, the other thing with your vibrations. So look around and see who you have good vibrations with. 
That sounds funny, but look and see who you feel really good when you're around. Who gives you kind of like a high energy vibration when you're around them? And notice who gives you sort of a low energy vibration. Is there somebody you're around and all they do is gossip or they kind of bring you down? Pay attention to that. Sometimes when you're excited about something or even if you're just sharing your curiosity with a friend or a coworker, notice how they respond to that. If you detect a lack of support, it might mean they're secretly fearful of being left behind, or maybe they're jealous. Maybe they're still stuck themselves, and your progress kind of rubs them the wrong way. So these are all just ideas. If you're at that point where you're like, I have no clue. I don't even know what she's talking about, but I kind of resonate with the restless, stuck part of it. Then just try some of these things and feel free to reach out to me. Shoot me an email, hope.cook at gmail.com. I love to, this is like what I love to do. So if you're in that boat, just reach out to me. And um, I'd love to brainstorm with you. When Amy Whipple was on the webcast, on the um, podcast and talking about her strength finder that she did and and she discovered what her um, number one strengths were, one of mine is brainstorming. So that is what lights me on fire. I love brainstorming. Our um, My boss sent out an email about a year ago and asked for us to come up with some suggestions to help make our workplace even better than it already is. And I think most people either ignored it or sent in like maybe a text with a couple of messages. I sent in three pages. And it's not that we had that much to improve on, but I just love brainstorming. So I just brainstormed all kind of things. And some of them he actually took me up on. So I hope that helps. And I will talk to y'all next time. Thank you for choosing to listen to this podcast, Recharting Your Life with Hope. Everything I discuss in this show reflects my own views and opinions and not those of my employer. Although I'm a physician assistant in my real life, any advice or tips you hear on this show should not be used as medical advice. If you like what you hear, come on over to HopeThePA.com or follow me on Instagram at HopeThePA.com.